Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I want to teach on the subject, our singular purpose. Our singular purpose. You know, so many people are searching for the true purpose in life. Uh, Some people search in different ways. They ponder the meaning of life. You know, I I guess a lot of times people are so caught up, especially in uh, the uh, high, high fast paced metro areas like we live in, that maybe they don't have time to think about it sometimes. But, you know, what, what's the meaning of life? Is it, is it just uh, we're born and we go to school so that we could get a job so that we could, you know, if we choose to have a family and then the family grows up and then we retire and, and hopefully we, you know, can go on some vacations and all that kind of stuff. And is that all there is to it? Um, you know, what, what's the purpose? Because there is a purpose. People experiment with things or, or they follow paths you know, traveled by others for hundreds and thousands of years, thinking that, well, all these people must know something, so I'm going to follow that path. And the, these much-used paths must lead to the true purpose in life. And, but, you know, one person said this. They said, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. Amen. I thank God we were born. I thank God we had a chance to, to live and and of course, we know that God is the gave us the breath of life, Amen. But uh, that second day, that that important day to find out why I was born, what I was born for, what my purpose. I, I was created in His image and in His likeness to do something, Amen. And the day we find out why we were born and what our true purpose in life, one of the greatest and most important days of our life. It's the day that our eyes are open to the truth of God's word. And if we act, and I, I know we're talking, I'm looking at people that have already acted, but if we act upon this knowledge, it'll be the day that we begin the most greatest and wonderful journey that anybody can ever live and take in this life. It's, it is the, this truth, this truth of the purpose, amen, that makes us free and keeps us free. Amen. Keeps us getting up in the morning. Keeps us go, moving forward. Jesus said in John 8, 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Verse 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Because you see, our purpose, our uh, you know singular purpose is inextricably, which means it's so tied together we can't undo it. It's inextricably tied to God's purpose. So what is God's purpose? Amen. Luke 19.10 For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's God's purpose in a nutshell. 1 Timothy 2.4 Talking about uh, God who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's purpose. 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
That's God's purpose. God's purpose is for us to be saved. For everybody to be saved. Luke 15, 10, the, uh, in the parable of uh, the, when he was talking about the, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son, when it, when it talked about the parable of the lost coin, amen, when the lady found the coin, she said, uh, you know, she said, come and rejoice with me, I found the coin, and then Jesus said, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. Amen. And we know that repentance is the beginning. It's the first step. Amen. And so the angels are getting excited about repentance. I wonder what they do when someone's baptized. I wonder what they do when someone's filled with God's Spirit. Amen. They, 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 they probably rejoice like you wouldn't believe. You know, the angels rejoice when the earth was created. The angels rejoice when Jesus was born. And the angels rejoice every time a person repents and makes a move toward God. Amen. Just repenting and making a move toward God, that gets the angels excited. We talked about angels last week. Angels are thrilled when people come to God because they have a hand in the protection of the people of God. We talked about that already. So there's no greater joy in heaven than when people are saved, when people are born again, and they come out of darkness into His marvelous light. Praise God. Now somebody once asked, why doesn't God take us to heaven as soon as we're saved? Amen. If, if his number one mission is for people to be saved, why doesn't, when they get saved, why doesn't he just go, boop, boop? You know, everybody, as soon as you're baptized, get the Spirit of God, bye, bye, bye. Well, first of all, that might be rough on some families that not everybody's, you know, uh, going together there. Amen. But there's, a, there's another reason, a very more, more important reason. Now, in the Bible, there are two people, uh, the only two people in the Bible, that did not die before they went to heaven. Amen. Amen. The, both of them have a, a name that starts with an E. The first one is Enoch, and the second one is Elijah. Amen. The Bible said in Genesis 5.23, all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Didn't mean he took his life, just means he took him to heaven. Amen. And Hebrews 11.5 explains it a little bit further. By faith, Enoch was translated, so he didn't die. He was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Now, you would say, well, he has a ripe old age, 365 years. Man, he lived long enough. Maybe, you know, that he was ready to go. But let me tell you something. 365 years was young back in those days. Amen. They were living over 900 years old. In fact, Enoch's very son, Methuselah, lived to be 969 years old. And so, so Enoch was taken in the prime of his life. Amen. But he didn't die. So that's kind of like a one-person rapture. And then we go to the prophet Elijah who God took to heaven after he had completed all that God had called him to do. Because, see, Elijah had a mission. Amen. God gave him a mission, and when he completed the mission, then he was ready to go. Praise God. So the answer to the question, 
as to why God does not take us immediately to heaven once we are saved. Amen. It's because we have a mission also that we need to complete. Praise God. We have a very important purpose to fulfill. We have a singular purpose. That's singular. That word singular means we have a very unique, we have a very specific and we have a very uh, soul and solitary at the top of the, the list priority purpose in our lives. So when we come to the understanding that there is an almighty God and we already have that and we know that his word, the Bible is inspired and unalterable. Amen. Our singular purpose in life. Number one is to get saved. Number two is to stay saved. And number three is to point others to Jesus so they can get saved and stay saved. Amen. Praise God. So it's not just about us getting saved and, and you know, keeping ourselves, amen, through, which is very important, through prayer, through, uh, you know, reading the Bible, through coming to church, through, you know, living the word, amen. It's also the part of that, that purpose, amen, is for us, amen, to reach others, for us to go after others for the Lord, amen. After we are saved and become part of his body, the church, our mission is to reach others for Jesus. We are to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them and teach them the wonderful things of God. Amen. We're to plant seeds in people's hearts and water that seed and pray for them so God will give the increase. I can't save anybody. I can't heal anybody, but I can pray for someone and believe for their healing. And I can tell them about Jesus and point them to the cross so they can go and they can get the blood and they can get the name. Amen. So we are to be an eyewitness to his love. Amen. The Old Testament says, you're my witnesses, saith the Lord. Amen. There, there's no God beside me. Amen. And then we get to some of the last words of Jesus before he ascended up into heaven. Acts chapter 1, he said, uh, I don't have this scripture, but just, just want to uh, touch on it real quick. He said, you shall receive power in verse 8 after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and on the uttermost part of the earth which covers it all. Praise God. So we're to be witnesses. Amen. And we, we're not going to just be a circumstantial witness. We're going to be eyewitnesses. How do, how, what is an eyewitness? An eyewitness is, I saw the accident. I saw the crime. I saw it with my own eyes. Amen. An eyewitness. Amen. I experienced it with my own self. I have the Spirit of God. I've seen Him heal. I've seen Him deliver. I've seen Him set, see, set free people left and right. Amen. Eyewitnesses of His love. Eyewitnesses of His forgiveness, His grace, His mercy, long-suffering. Amen. Of His miracles, of His signs of His wonders, of His divine healings, and power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When somebody over here says, oh, well, God's not healing anymore, I'm going to come over here and say, oh, yes, He is. Amen. Because you come too late to tell me I can't get the Holy Ghost. You came too late to tell me I can't get divinely healed. You came too late to tell me I can't get any of that. Amen. So that is part of our purpose. We are to share our testimony our story with others 
to give them hope for their lives. When you read about Apostle Paul, he was, he was Saul, amen, the one that persecuted the church. Amen. As early as we start, we start reading about him in Acts chapter 7, and then he's, he gets his conversion in Acts chapter 9, and then he becomes Paul the Apostle. Amen. And then he told his testimony, his story, his conversion, what God did for him. He told it between, before magistrates and before kings and before whoever would listen, even prison guards, he told it to. And that's one of the greatest things you have. Amen. We might, we might not have the Bible down this and that and be able to quote scriptures and all that stuff. Amen. Left and right. But we got our story down. Nobody can tell my story like me. Amen. Nobody can tell my story like I can. What God has done for me. And that's powerful. Amen. So we accomplished the last part of this purpose. You know, the first part, to get saved. The second part, to stay saved. And then all along, that, uh, that whole thing is to reach others for the Lord. That last part of the purpose is we, we exemplify the life of a Christian believer in front of all those family, friends, co-workers, students, people that we go to the stores and around the neighborhood or whatever, amen, in front of all those we come in contact. How do we do it? By our actions, by our expressions, amen, and by our words. The Bible says that we are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Light and salt have a very positive impact on the things that, that they come in contact with. Amen. Light, amen, uh, brings healing, light, amen. What happens in darkness? Mushrooms grow and, and mold and, and all kinds of stuff. And in darkness, it gets all moist and yucky. But when the light comes out, amen, what, what does the light do? When the sun shines, you get vitamin D. When the sun shines, it's healthy on you, amen. It makes things grow. It blesses things. And salt, amen, it's salt makes things taste better. Salt preserves. Salt can heal. Salt can do many things, amen. And likewise, as we as children of God are to strive to have a very positive and lasting impact on all those we come in contact with because we are ambassadors for Christ. Amen. We, 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 we are from another country, so to speak, a spiritual country. When we are born again, we become citizens of heaven. And God says, I want you to, yeah, you're a citizen of heaven, but I want you to have dual citizenship for a while. You stay on the earth, amen, and you walk around and you represent me as an ambassador from your heavenly country. Praise God. And that's powerful. We're like, we're like billboards for Jesus. We, we are advertisements for Jesus. And, and people, they, they see us before they even hear us. Amen. And so that's why we got to be, uh, our singular purpose is to reach souls for Jesus and to live the life in front of them consistently and according to God's word. Ephesians 4.29, he said, you must, Paul said, you must uh, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for the building up of the one in need. Amen. That person you're talking to, that it may give grace to those who hear. Colossians 4, 6, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. 1 Peter 3, 15, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared 
to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do it with gentleness and respect. Amen. We don't have to be bombastic about it. We don't have to be combative about it. We just do it all. Speak the truth in love. Amen. Speak the truth in love. Colossians 1.27 To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Peter said, anybody that asks you, why do you have hope? That What's the hope you have inside of you? And you say, it's Jesus Christ. That's what it is. I give my credit for my hope to nothing else. Amen. It has nothing to do with anything else. It's all Jesus. Praise God. It's all Jesus. Titus said in chapter 2, verse 13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. And what are they going to be doing? They're zealous. In other words, they're very excited and they're wanting to do good works. Amen. That is our part of the action, part of our purpose. Good works. Good works. Peter put it this way, and this is powerful. 1 Peter 2.15 For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. What do I do when I have enemies coming uh, you know, in my face? What do I do when people are, are, are uh, you know, kind of just uh, all loud up in my face and doing this and doing that. And, and, and what do I do when this happens or that happens? Uh, amen. You can silence the situation. You can change the whole atmosphere. Amen. By doing good. Doing good will silence. What do I do with foolish people? What do I do with ignorant people? Do good. Don't return evil for evil. I know it's easier said than done. That's why I'm teaching it to myself and you, and we're going to try our best to do it, right? Amen. So every day may our prayer be that God uses us to guide someone to Him. Amen. It might, might not be something you say. It might be something you do. It might be something that somebody observes afar off. It could be all kinds of things. Amen. But just to be sensitive, Lord, Amen. When we have that consciousness that every day that I can impact somebody's life. You know, Lord, let me, let me impact at least one person every day for you somehow. Amen. And it could just be something that has nothing to do with the Lord. It's something about doing good. It's something about, you know, helping somebody, holding a door open for somebody that can't do it or whatever, has a you know, maybe a, a, a walker or something and having a hard time getting through into a restaurant or a grocery store or whatever. Amen. It, it's helping somebody. It's doing something. Amen. You're doing everything you're doing as unto the Lord. Amen. And it all, you're, you're doing it for God. Amen. And they might ask, hey, wow, that was nice of you. Wow, you know, there's something special about you or there's something about you. You know, can I ask something? You know, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. Tell you about the Lord. Amen. Matthew 9, verse 37. 
Jesus said, then said he said to his he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Amen. So in other words, he said, you know what? There's a lot of people out there that are ripe for the picking as far as ready to hear, ready to think about it, ready to make a move toward God. Amen. And then verse 38 said, Therefore, because of this, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We're the laborers. That's why we stay here after we're saved because we have a plan and a purpose. Amen. That's God's purpose. Praise God. God's purpose, amen, is fully represented in his name, the greatest name under heaven among men whereby we must be saved, the greatest name that every knee should bow and every tongue will confess, and that name is Jesus. And why, why is his name his mission? His name is his mission. Amen. He told Joseph, the angel told Joseph in Matthew chapter 1, Amen, you're going to name this boy Jesus. Why? Because his name means he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus means God saves. God is the Savior. Amen. And we are, we, though we cannot save people, we are in, amen, that process of salvation to, to help people bring them to God. Amen. We plant seeds and then we water seeds. Praise God. And we pray for people. Amen. And then God gives the increase. It might not be that day that you planted. It might not be even the day that you watered. It might be a little bit later, but God gives the increase. I've had people come to me years after uh, I had some kind of an impact in their life or whatever over the years. And uh, sadly, I forget half of the stuff I have ever done and whatever, but I'm pleasantly surprised when somebody comes up and says something like that. And they say, you know what? It took years. Amen. But what some, some of the seeds you planted and then somebody else did, and then God, you know, did this. And finally I gave my heart to God. Praise God. You never know. Praise the Lord what your part is. That's why you just, you just keep going, keep giving doing good. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Amen. We need to get our spiritual baskets and, and, and help pick them and bring them to the house of God so God can touch them and wash away their sins and do everything He does. Amen. Praise God. There's, a, there's an old song. I was trying to learn it kind of real quick but I don't want to butcher it, so I'm just going to kind of just talk, say it. But it, it's, lay, it's Lord, lay some soul upon my heart. It's a beautiful song. And it says, Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I bravely do my part to win that soul for thee. Some souls for thee, some souls for thee. This is my earnest plea. Help me each day on life's highway to win some soul for Thee. Lord, lead me to some soul in sin and grant that I may be endued with power and love to win that soul, dear Lord, for Thee. Amen. Lord, help us. Praise God. And let me tell you something. 
There's no more exciting thing. There's no more thing that will get you uh, recharged and refreshed and revived and rejuvenated like going out and, and telling someone about the Lord. Amen. Some of my most exciting times of the past is when I've sat at people's kitchen tables or coffee tables and taught Bible studies in their homes or, or talk to people on the streets or whatever it is, amen, to tell someone about Jesus and then to see them come to church, even to uh, talk to people at restaurants and hostesses and, and waitresses and whoever comes, amen, and you see them walk through the, those doors uh, and then you see them come down the altar and you see them lift up their hands and you see them baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. There's no greater joy, amen, than you to duplicate yourself in somebody else. Praise God. It will refresh. It will keep you excited. Amen. If you know, like, okay, God's going to use me today. I've got to be ready. I've got to, I've got to do some prayer. i got to get in the Word. i got to be able to have something for God to bring to my mind to tell somebody. Amen. Because He said He'd give you in that hour what you should speak. Amen. So yeah, I read it before, and He's going to bring it back to my remembrance to help this person. He'll use me as a conduit. Praise God. It's an exciting thing. And it'll keep us on the cutting edge of our Christianity. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.